All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome, everybody, to Oilers Nation Radio, episode 80. We are here. We are on FaceTime. We are socially distant podcasting. We've got Yaremchuk. What are you eating right now? Taquitos. <laughs> Taquitos from when? I made them in an air fryer. For and for the record, you he did just, schedule this this whole thing. You told us 1 p.m. I he know. just finished off a bowl of ramen noodles, too. <laughs> yeah, I had a big-ass bowl of ramen as well. <laughs> um, I had to do some running around because it's my dad's birthday tonight and my girlfriend's birthday tomorrow. Um, so I had to like stop at the liquor store, stop at a Walmart quickly to pick her something up. Um, so I was running a little late. So I was like quickly trying to make a lunch. Well, that's a nutritious lunch you got for yourself, pal. Some taquitos and yeah. ramen. We've got Tyler snacking away because he's a growing young man. We've got Rick checking in from his apartment. We've got Dan lounging. Yep. Dan is in. <laughs> I'm, in uh, I'm in bed. I like that you're wearing an Oilers jersey right now, Dan. Yeah. It's uh, what did they call it on Twitter? Jersey Day in Canada or something. Oh, really? Is that a thing? Is it? Yeah, yeah, apparently. It's supposed to be a thing. We're all sad because the season ends tomorrow, technically. Well, yeah, oh. I mean, we're going to talk about that for a second. Do you imagine? Since today is, I'm just learning this right now, Jersey Day in Canada. Uh, we had a hypothetical on Oilers Nation's Twitter the other day um, about I think, jerseys. I think but first, I want to. Yeah, it did. It was interesting to see people's different answers. Uh, but first, I want to thank Sherwood Ford, the Giants. Out in beautiful Sherwood Park, Alberta, they are still open. They are also offering some payment relief. If you have a Ford vehicle and you need to skip a few payments, Sherwood Ford has got the options for you. For you, you can check in with them on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the Giants. Getting back to the jerseys, the hypothetical that we put out on Oilers Nation's Twitter, which is Oilers Nation HQ, was if you were going to get a jersey today. Today is April third. 2020 which jersey would you get dan what are you wearing right now i'm wearing my uh my old steel hammer jersey that i got when we had our swedes visiting last year if you don't uh, know the story about the jersey dan please run through it real quick yep so there's uh there was what 23 germans that or swedes that came and uh and visited and, and there was one little guy on the trip axel Steelhammer, which is just the absolute best rock star name i've ever heard in my life and uh, his dream when he came to Edmonton was to play for the Boston Bruins. But by the time he left Edmonton, he wanted to be an Edmonton Oiler. 
So I told him I would be the first person to own an Axel Steelhammer jersey. So I'm wearing my Axel Steelhammer jersey. Is he good? Could he actually make the NHL? Uh, he, uh, it was like a week after he arrived back in Sweden, and he sent us a video of himself uh, attaching a string to a puck and the other end to his tooth. So he's he's tough as balls as it is at age like eight. So I think I think he's got the toughness down. He just has to work on uh, the skating and the shooting. I'm just saying you, you kind of put a lot of pressure on the kid, Dan. I did. I did. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a high bar set for him. And uh, you know what? People, when I walk, when I go to Oilers games, if anybody remembers doing that, uh, and people see me wearing a steel hammer jersey, they always make a lot of jokes about how they don't remember <laughs> my name, steel hammer. <laughs> well, it's a Jujar jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there are some jokes there. Okay. <laughs> Tyler coming in with a joke that normally we would make that you would get angry about. Back Gordon to the, has changed Tyler. Back to the <laughs> question at hand. Gentlemen, I, Rick and Tyler, I want to start with you guys because you know you have a lot of jerseys, both of you. So if you were going to get one today, Tyler, your Remchuk, first of all, run kind of through who you've got. Yeah. And then who you would get if you were to pick one person today on april 30th or april 3rd 2020 so right now in my collection i have a uh orange darnell nurse jersey but it's autographed i wanted it like an auction so i don't wear that one um i got an, a, a blue leon behind that um i have an orange mcdavid from the 1617 run i have a white pool you yarvi from uh, his first season in the league yeah, that one stings a little. Then I just have a blank orange one and a blank black one from the All-Star game in San Jose. Um, so I think next in line for me is getting another white one. I saw Rick and Calgary rocking a white Yamamoto, and that might be where I go. But I'll throw in this caveat. If they release those uh, vintage whites that they're talking about maybe bringing back as like an alternate next season, whenever next season happens, um, I think a McDavid alternate white would be pretty slick. So I think that's where I'll go. If they don't release that alternate white, I might go with like a Yamamoto regular white one. Uh, also, Tyler, you'll remember that Rick was wearing the white Yamamoto in Vegas, and he mustarded the <laughs> shit out of that thing. <laughs> Early, that was fast, too. That was fast. the first hot dog. First of many, too. First I of forgot many. about that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, try, I listen, I got home, and I got, that scene is gone. Yeah, Mrs. Cowboy came through in the clutch with uh, exactly what you needed to get that mustard stain up. Yeah, yeah, and I had this little dabber over here already in this. Tell you what, boy, you would never even notice. Uh, Tyler mentioned the potential new jersey that's coming out. Cam Lewis wrote about it at com. It's an interesting look. It kind of goes back more to a WHA kind of vibe to it. It's got more orange on the white. I like it. I hope they do something. Then again, I wrote, what would you do Wednesday, Monday, or whatever the fuck day it was. And you know what Jersey also gets a lot of love? It's the Todd McFarlane one. Ooh. You don't I don't like that one? Love it. No, your M check doesn't like it. Boot it. Yeah, no, I just, to me, I think people love it because it's really ugly. Like, if the Oilers never wore that. <laughs> Jesus. If the Oilers <laughs> never wore that and then released it this summer, everyone would be like, this is the stupidest fucking thing ever. Like, to me, the Oilers have the best logo in sports. It's fucking iconic. It's classic. They have the best color scheme going in sports. I love the royal blue and orange. I don't mind this new combination of orange and blue either. I just wouldn't fuck with it. Like, I don't... I don't. Do you really believe that about our jersey? You believe about our logo? Yeah, I honestly think it's, like, the best logo in sports. Wow. It's, yeah, I, I, don't I know. love it, man. It's That's, sick. I think I think if you remove the fact that you're an Oilers fan, as I, as I try to do, because um, I agree, like I do like the Oilers logo, but I think the rest of the league looks at our logo and it's just like, blah. Really? I think the yeah, Oilers logo, like, like my Oilers bias definitely makes me say it's the best, but I think if you were to honestly rank the logos in the NHL, the Oilers are top five in a lot of people's opinion. I think you get like the Habs and the Blackhawks and the Red Wings up there because they're like, you know, that iconic original six level, the Rangers as well. But as far as like non-original six teams, I, I don't know very many that have a better logo than the Oilers. And when you get those colors working properly, that mm. logo really bounces out. Oh, yeah. Like I'm looking right now. I have the program in front of me from game one in 16-17. Like these jerseys were the best. Like that logo pops on there so well. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, looking at the uh, speaking of logos, Bear with me as I find it. The NHL player poll came out. So as voted by the players, 
bear with me here. By the way, best bromance and Connor and Leon weren't even included in there. I know I don't know anything about them personally, but give me a fucking break. Boo. Dynamic duo, they got to be in there. Well, the the romance of uh, Kachuk and Doty being listed was just as good, though. Well, that one I actually thought was funny because it was just like <laughs> they do not like each other, and they Drew Doughty is very other. vocal about it. So I actually really appreciated that one. Um, <laughs> added a little bit of a uh, little bit of humor into it. So we got it. Looks like the Blackhawks were voted as the top jersey. Uh, top uniform by the players with 28.25%. Hard to argue. The Blackhawks jersey is great. The colors, everything, everything's solid on those. Um, Vegas Golden Knights were the only newer team that were included in the top four. And then to round out the top four was the, the Leafs and the Rangers. Um, so Oilers not on there. However, I do appreciate Tyler's bias. For me, I like the idea of the Todd McFarlane one just because it's different. If they're going to come out with it, to be though, right? Well, yeah, exactly. And if they're going to come out with a different jersey, it'd be nice to have something different, even if they only wore it a handful of games. You know what I mean? Yeah, because uh, even back- the third jersey now is just a little bit different in color, but otherwise it's still the same damn thing. This was well, a third jersey. This is completely different. That was the whole point of it. Yeah, it was a complete departure away from the circular logo. It was a departure away from the orange. It was everything that at least it wasn't that a- didn't have. And at least it wasn't the the chopped off head of a horse. Yeah, That's exactly. I mean, it's not donkey. <laughs> the Flames. I I mean, we can all agree the Flames have horrible jerseys and colors. Like, I couldn't imagine just wearing a blazing red jersey anywhere. It's awful. Well, this, this was pointed out to me yesterday. So I guess the Rams' new logo is being skewered because it has a penis that shows up in it. You haven't seen the ha- you haven't seen the Flames one yet. Well, that's what I'm saying is that this negative space of the Flames are the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't seen that? Oh, I have. I've seen the Flames. I don't, I don't see it in the Rams logo myself. But, oh, okay. But, yeah, the Flames for sure. It, like, oh, I love does, showing people the Flames look on. look at a jersey and not, like, look at the negatives <laughs> and not look at all the, all the things that come out right? But here we are. Uh, I actually haven't seen this, so if you guys could DM me a picture, I would love to make fun of this because <laughs> I need something to do. Uh, back to the question at hand. Rick, you've got a lot of jerseys as well. Yep. First I'm of all, run that. through the collection a little bit. And number two, which jersey would you get today if you were picking one? Dude, I've got a bunch of the older ones still, too. I think I've got I've got a Gretzky, a Messier, Grant Pierce signed. Um, I think that was it from back then. But then jumping up until now, I still have the uh, like a '96 Doug Waite in the uh, in the white. That happens to be probably one of my favorite jerseys of all time right now. Still, uh, you dip into the today's closet. I think I have a nameless one. Uh, there's definitely a yeah. There's a nameless, but it's signed by Connor. I got that one signed in his first year. He got it. I got it around Christmas time. And then I've got. Uh, I've got the Yamamoto. I have a Ference. I have a Nude. You have a Ference? I damn right. I pick up an Andrew Ference <laughs> to start the year. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Oh yeah, no, I had to. You gotta, you gotta support the team even from from uh, square one. So I jumped on it early. Man, you po- you wear that thing in Rogers Place now, and that is a unicorn. <laughs> it really is. I may have to break it out, and if we ever get a season back here. Unbelievable. So if you're picking up one today, you're also one of the first people I know that got both a bear and a Yamamoto. Yeah, I picked up bear early in the year, and then uh, now I've got uh, Yam right around Christmas time when I was really starting to pump his tires. If I went for it now, I think I'd have to go <laughs> back and get one of the really good ones. So it'd have to be an actual Connor. It'd have to be an actual uh, Leon. Uh, Nation Dan just sent me this Rams logo. That's definitely that's definitely a dick on his head. <laughs> he fucked up wait, so bad. Wait till you get the Flames one. That is so weird, man. Like, <laughs> you know what the weird thing about it is too is that this went through a team of people and they were just like, "That's the thing we're gonna go with." Unbelievable. Oh uh, yeah, the the Flames one. Okay. Now Nation Dan is texting me all kinds of <laughs> dick related drawings, and uh, yeah. All it's missing is the uh, is the testes, you might say, on the Flames one. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, it, like it's how we got the the Mooderus in Dallas. It's you know all those all those <laughs> beautiful logo faux pas where where you're right. You go through. You have to. You know that these teams are all bureaucracies, and so it's 
it starts at the bottom, it starts in the design team, and it works its way up the chain. And everybody's like, yep, good to go. Yep, good to go. Nobody sees the dick on the forehead. That's so good. That Rams one is bananas. <laughs> it's just, I think it's one of those things that gets like over focus grouped, right? Where like you have a bunch of like design majors and all these people who are like oh. doing market research into what's trending well. And they just totally blank on like the sports and like nostalgic aspect of a logo. Cause all the Rams really had to do was go back to their vintage logo and everyone, everyone would have been super stoked about it. But you like over focus group, this whole thing and like totally 2020 think this thing like galaxy brain type of shit. And you end up with that. Yeah. I mean, you could have just put a picture of a Ram on there and probably been fine too. You know, <laughs> uh, anyway, back to the original topic. Uh, Nate, Dan, you're up. What jerseys do you have? Which one would you get if you were getting one today? Well, I'm a thick boy, and uh, in the past, I've never really thought about it this way. Um, but I've kind of gone with smaller players, smallish players, and it doesn't really fit my my mold. I have a I have a Grant Fear jersey. I've got a Nugent Hopkins jersey. I've got a, that's a Nugent Hopkins in the blue, uh, the royal blue that came out there. Um, I've got a Sam Gagne um, pajama pajama jersey, the one with the half pipes on the arms. Um, oh, those are those are the worst jerseys <laughs> ever, by the way. Easily, easily. But uh, you know, when you're out when you're out representing the team in in fucking Habs and Leaf land, you just buy whatever they're wearing at the time. Was this when you uh, worked in Halifax? It's when I lived in Halifax. Yeah. Did you know, I yeah. lived in Halifax. Um, but yeah, so I think right now, if I was to get a jersey, and I hope I do hope that there's a third jersey next year that uh, doesn't have the same issues that this year's third jersey does. Does everybody else notice the creasing of the numbers as a as a big issue with this year's third jersey from the Oilers? It's because they're like single twilled or whatever, right? All the other Oilers jerseys have like the two layers. So they're like nice yeah. and thick and they're kind of when you get them properly crested, like they are crested on that jersey nicely and they don't fold. These ones are the single twill one thing of orange. And I think that creates yeah. some problems. So that's why I've avoided buying this one because I do really like this third jersey. So I hope next year they do have a nice... WHA kind of throwback jersey, and I think I'm probably going to get a Zach Cassian. Ooh, ooh, I like it. Yeah, I can get behind go with, that. Go with a, a little bit of a pugilist, a little bit of a, a bigger boy, so I kind of fit into the jersey as opposed to being a big man wearing a Nugent Hopkins or a Sam Gagne. Uh, just for me to round this out, I have already said it. When Ryan Nugent Hopkins, he's the only jersey I've got, by the way. I have one Oilers jersey. It is the orange from the playoff year. It is a Nugent Hopkins. When he signs a contract extension, I will buy the three remaining flavors of Ryan Nugent Hopkins jerseys. I'm nice. going to get all of them. Nice. I like that. That's, that's going to be my power play. So I'm going to drop a G on jerseys, basically. <laughs> You're going to do your part to pay his contract. Exactly. Exactly, because he is my dude. By the way, speaking of Ryan Nugent Hopkins, if you haven't seen it yesterday, I posted a quick hit on OilersNation.com. He did a very, very kind gesture for an 85-year-old fan that is having a hard time during this kind of quarantine life. Um, he's an older gentleman that loves hockey. He's got dementia, and he had had some of his group activities canceled as because you can't hang out with people. And his daughter put out a call to action on Twitter maybe hoping that some folks would send some pictures and letters and stuff just as a, a means of brightening his spirits. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins made a personalized video for him, as well as ATB sending a signed Nuge jersey over there. So check wow. that out at Oilers Nation. Great deed. A little bit of positivity. I was super pumped when somebody sent that to me yesterday. Um, he got the jersey this morning as well. Did he? That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. I'll go ahead and update my story then. Thank you for that, Dan. Because I just thought, you know what? We're uh, bombarded by shitty news. And that was just kind of uh, something nice to brighten the day, I thought. Yeah, before, I agree, man. Before yeah, we move away from like jerseys, that. before we move away from jerseys, Dan Gay inspired me. One last question, real quick. Best Oilers jersey of all time in terms of style or look? And then second question, what is the worst? What is the worst Oilers jersey? Uh, Tyler, what do you think? The worst Oilers jersey, hey? Um, oh man, like there's a part of me that really needs to double down and say the McFarland jersey here. Um, so stick with the argument, stick with the argument. Yeah, so probably that one. Like, I was never a massive fan of the copper and blues that they wore in like the early 2000s up until like 07 or whatever. 
I didn't like the red being thrown in there. So I, I wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, but no, you know what? I'm going to say the fucking Reebok era ones with the copper and the blue and the piping. Like those ones were just, they didn't even look like jerseys. As we've all joked, they look like fucking pajamas. So I'm going to say that era of jerseys. <laughs> and the best? Uh, the best are the ones they wore in 16-17 during that playoff run. I think those oranges were just fucking perfect, man. I, I, I loved the I loved that shade of orange. I loved that it had a lot of royal blue on the jersey. Like there was thick piping on the bottom of it. The shoulders were nice and big. The helmets they wore were blue as well. The elbows had thick blue piping. So it was just a nice mix and sort of nice blend of the vintage colors that stand out so well and a bit of a modern design that I, I really wish the Oilers would have kept those around and made those the jerseys they rocked for the next five to ten years or whatever. I loved the numbers on the shoulders as well. I, I thought that was a great sort of unique touch as well. Rick, your thoughts, best and worst? Uh, I think the worst, you have to go way, way back. You just get to those really ugly ones, uh, probably between the or right around the the time of the, the WHA before they came into the NHL. If you look at like the, the classic, the history of the Oilers jerseys, the ones usually near the beginning, I really was never a big fan of those. But uh, you know what? Like I said before, those white ones in the, in the Doug Wade era, I think those ones are still up there with my favorites. Nation Dan, the best and worst. Uh, I think the worst, and I, I do believe that there's a way to have fixed those jerseys, but I think Tyler's right. It's the, it's the pajama party ones where they had the, the copper stripe on the sleeve. I think if you had made that copper stripe like the old oil drop was on the uh, the navy blue jerseys in the 06 run, I think you would have had a different kind of story there. It would have been a little bit more. It would have popped a little bit more. It wouldn't have felt so lazy and bland. But, uh, yeah, that's my worst. And then my best, I think I disagree with Tyler, and I say the 06 cup run jerseys, that, that navy blue with the, with the copper uh, that actually feels like oil. It looks like oil, the, the copper uh, threads that are shiny and shimmery. It was uh, it was a good look. So my 06 playoff run jerseys. My worst, I'm going to say the uh, copper and blue with the red. I-, I wasn't really a big fan of those. The white in those were, were solid. I like the, the oil Derek guy on the shoulders. Those were kind of cool. But like I, I, I could do without the red on those. And for me, the best ones. My all-time favorite Oilers jersey is the classic, the blue body, uh, <laughs> orange, orange shoulders. Uh, Rick, are you okay? Are you surviving? I'm good. Uh, so that, those are my classics. Those are just the blue body, orange shoulders. That look is super fresh. I kind of wish that the Oilers would go back to that one as opposed to the orange, but that's just me. Uh, that takes us to Tyler, the Sherwood Ford Giant question of the week giant the short for giant question of the week here is let me pull it up on my uh instagram you know there's been a lot of the classic games being replayed and I've, I've watched a few not not the whole game but bits and pieces are just the third period so my question is would you rather watch if you had to pick one to watch in its entirety an old classic game where you know the outcome but you know it's you know, Rick, I'm going to come over there. Mute, mute Rick. Rick, yeah. there's a mute button. <laughs> um, okay, so if you, if you had to watch the entirety of the game, would you rather watch an old classic game where you know the outcome? Like, let's say, game six of the 06 run against Detroit or uh, a game where Connor McDavid, like this year, where he put up six points against the Avs, like one of those. Or would you rather watch an old random game where you don't know the outcome? Let's say it's a game that the Oilers played in the 90s and you don't know what's going to happen or you know maybe a game from 2012 where you don't exactly know what's going to happen something like that right where where the element of surprise is still kind of there for you uh so that's the short for giant question well i'll tell you one thing if it's a game from 2012 chances are we know what happens it's yeah, probably a big L hanging on the board <laughs> that was a bad uh, that was a bad example <laughs> <laughs> anything from the akins era we probably have an idea of how it ended um nation dan what do you think uh, I'm gonna. I would. It's a good question. I would say, hey, it's probably gonna go with a, a classic game where I know the outcome because it's one of those things that I think even if you know the outcome, you still are surprised by some of the the subtleties of the of the structure of the game. You know, you know that Fernando Cassani scores shorthanded in overtime, that kind of thing. It's but you but you don't see all the plays leading up to that. 
you've only seen the highlights for the last, you know, eight years kind of thing. Um, that was good math then. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like you, you, you don't, you don't see the, the, entirety of the game I, I hate that they're doing the replays of old games and then shortening them because you're removing some of the some of the minutia that that you yeah. lose over time right so yeah i would say the old games because you're not seeing you don't remember every little bit about the old game uh along those lines dan um leon drysaddle in his conference call was asked if he's been watching any of the old games and he watched the game against the Sharks that was on Sportsnet. We were live tweeting that one from the nation. Uh, that was when DeHarnay wins at no tee. Oh, and he, his opinion was that it's a little bit of a tease. And I could understand what he was saying, right? It's like, fuck, man, we should be doing that right now. Um, that's a conversation for another day. Rick, would you I mean, rather watch a classic where you don't know the outcome or something where you do? Um, I think I have something I, that I do. Uh, if I'm watching that, I'm watching for a reason. Uh, there's a lot of games out there that still go watch. So yeah, and there you know there's a lot of bad games back in the day anyway. So I think I'm going to be watching a game for a reason. So I'm picking the one where I do know what happens. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and agree with that. I would be annoyed. I find myself getting annoyed if there's a game on where I know the Oilers lose, and I'm, it would just piss me off to sit there for two hours and be like, <laughs> oh, they lost again. Fuck. Uh, Tyler, what? This is your question. You're the last answer. Um, like I, I think like watching that uh, game against San Jose where DeHarnay scored, it, it was fun. Um, and I, I could do that a few times. But there was a game on last week on Sportsnet, and it was just a game. It was the game where like Sundin scored his 500th goal, and it was Flames and Leafs. And I had no clue what was gonna happen, so I started watching that one with like 12 minutes to go in the third, and then watched it right through to overtime. And I was like really, really entertained. I think I was more entertained. Than watching just some old game from you know the '90s where I know that the Oilers are gonna win or lose in overtime or whatever, because like every scoring chance, I was kind of like back on the edge of my seat, being like, "Oh shit, is this it? Is this where the game's ended?" Uh, there was like some penalty calls in that game that were pretty controversial as well. So I don't know. I, I think I kind of like the element of surprise, and as we keep going on, and I miss sports more and more and more, I, I kind of crave that element of surprise a little bit and the not knowing aspect of watching sports. So I think I'm actually gonna say. A, a random game where you maybe don't know what's going to happen. You may have just changed my answer. Well, no, that's just it, though, because I remember watching that DeHarnay game, and a lot of things happened that I even forgot happened. Yeah, but so it, it kind of was. Like, I kind of knew what was happening, but then there was, like, little surprises there, too. And, yeah, I was same thing. I was getting jacked up, so I was that, sitting at home. I was getting excited watching that game. I was getting excited watching that game, too. Uh, I was lucky enough to be in the building for that one, so it was interesting for me to see it from – how it looked on TV. Um, But I I think Tyler might've changed my answer here. Cause I actually remember that Sundin game. That was like, that was just a Saturday night game. I remember watching that with my dad when it actually happened. So it's kind of interesting. If you were to, uh, now I'm going to add on to the Sherwood four giant question of the week. If you were to pick one game where you did know the outcome to watch again, do you have one in mind that you would want to watch? Mine would probably be the the Oilers and Red Wings game six uh-huh. in 06. Because that was, that was such a cool series to watch the Oilers change their style of play and everything. That I think, I think yeah, that would probably, just off the top of my head, yeah, that would be the one for sure. Mac T with the systems. Yep. Oh, buddy. Go to the trap. Rick, I see you. Look, I can see you're pondering this question. You're there's, looking off in the distance. There's some, there's some really good options out there, man. Like that 06 run. Uh, game six against Detroit. That's that's one you'll never forget. Just that goal, that first time in five, six years that we had been in the playoffs, and now we are. Uh, and it wasn't a team like Dallas that was, you know, just the mouse versus the giant. We were actually, you know, we weren't like uh, we were ranked bad, but that team, if you saw it, they had a chance, and they went out there and beat them. That was that was really fun to watch. But maybe one of the newer ones, something with Connor. I don't know, man. That's that's seventeen run. That was that was pretty fun too. It, short, it stopped short, but it was pretty fun to watch. It was a lot of fun. A lot of great memories from that one too. Uh, just being at the pint and just having that place packed and like, it seems like a hundred years ago. Now we're not even allowed to have more than groups of ten or something. And that place was wrapped. Oh, yeah. Even uh, Surveyor Brett tweeted me today a video of the high five line from Vegas, and that was a <laughs> month ago. A month and change ago, like crazy. Tyler, if you could pick any one game to watch over again, 
do you have one in mind? I love the I love the game six against Detroit answer. I think that's tremendous because that game was completely bonkers. Um, I've actually gone back and rewatched most of that game, and and it is really entertaining. But my answer, I'm going to go a little bit off the board here, from the 16-17 playoff run, game six against the Anaheim Ducks, the Leon Hattrick. Like, just remember watching that game. You're nervous as all fucking hell. Game six, second round. And they light, not just to win, but to light up the Ducks like that was so much fun. So I'd love to go back and relive that one. I was also was, lucky enough to be in the building for that one as well. And that was 7-1, right? That, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was there too. Fun fact about that one. I caught uh, Mark Latestu's one of his three-star hats that they throw out after the game. Because <laughs> I chucked, unlike the Squire, and I hope he does listen to this at some point, I will always throw my hat. I and threw I, my, threw, I threw my favorite hat for Drysidle Patrick that night, and it was replaced by Mark Letestu. I also got to try one of the uh, smelling salts from the bench. The trainer threw one of those over the glass to me. So that was a big, big day for Bagel. <laughs> big day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to go off the board a little bit with my pick, uh, just because not necessarily the game itself, though it was a lot of fun to watch, but the experience and the whole memory of the day for me is – when we went to Winnipeg for the Heritage Classic, um, everything from the alumni game the day before to the two-hour sun delay where Nation uh, Christy Intern and I just got completely buckled because <laughs> we had two hours to kill to the 3 nothing win and Mark Letesti's huge goal starting to chant with his name at the Pint Winnipeg after the game. It was just the people of Winnipeg were great. Uh, they appreciated us all driving in from Edmonton because, of course, they don't have an airport. And it was just like on a personal level, a very cool game to be at. So I guess that would be my pick. A little bit off the board there, but that's what I'm going with. Okay, if you ever want to watch a fun game that has nothing to do with the Oilers, go back and watch the mid-'90s, uh, any of the playoffs of the Wings and Avalanche. It's not really about the hockey. It's more about the uh, – the, between the whistles and, and all the fighting back then, those after that Chris Draper hit from behind, that was a fun series to watch for a couple of years. Those those Red Wings Avalanche series in the nineties were yeah, the man. best. There were yeah, goalie yeah. fights. There was hatred. I remember <laughs> Claude Lemieux was just pissing everybody off. It was the best. Um, speaking of the best, I want to go ahead and thank our friends at SkipTheDishes.ca for making all of this possible. I know that they are very very busy right now uh, with delivering food all over the place. What I would encourage you to do if you were listening to this podcast is go to skipthedishes.ca, pick something local, support a local restaurant, um, help them out a little bit. If you can, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of really good deals on there, including free delivery for a lot of places at skipthedishes.ca. So go there, grab yourself something to eat, shop local, support a local establishment and do whatever you can to help out another person during these very, very strange days give it a shot and make sure you're tipping yeah tip the drivers <laughs> tip the drivers as well apparently with this contactless delivery tips have gone down and i understand the the uh desire to not want to tip what? but remember those drivers are doing what who's not tipping for us they're who's on not a tip they're putting their they're putting their lives on the line a little bit as well too they're touching a lot of doorknobs or door uh, doorbells and all that like they're handling a lot of yep. food, going into a lot of businesses. So I think they uh, deserve a little bit of respect. Absolutely. Ooh. Skip the don't dishes. A, put some respect on their name. Yeah, don't we have a button for that? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I thought we were talking about Taylor Hall for a second. <laughs> put some respect on Taylor Hall's name. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Tyler liked that one. Tyler's a big fan of that one. Uh, I, wanna, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but the NHL player poll did come out in this past week. I wrote about it on the 31st. I don't know what day that was, to be honest. I don't know really know what day it is right now. Uh, so I want to go through a couple of the things, a couple of the answers. Oilers all over this year's version uh, in one way or another, whether we're talking about current Oilers, former friends, or the building, I guess the Rex Rogers place also got a little bit of love. So any surprise, I want to start off with the man himself, any surprise, Connor McDavid voted best forward and not close 68.35% of the vote. Next up in, in second place was Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKinnon at six, six, five, 
Nikita Kucherov at 288. Anybody surprised with Connor running away with this one? I was no. surprised that Dreisaitl wasn't up higher. Dreisaitl didn't get a sniff on any of these questions. No way. Yeah, and, and you wonder if that's kind of, um, it's almost like the players are just kind of going off of last year as well. And I, and you get that, and maybe Dreisaitl sees his name show up on more lists next year. But, yeah. Uh, if we're going to go around real quick, best forward, not named Connor McDavid. Let's keep it Oilers. Everybody going Dreisaitl on this one? Oh, yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. Best defenseman. Victor Hedman got 30, uh, just under 38% of the vote. John Carlson at 21. Roman Yossi at 9. Drew Doughty at 6. Brent Burns at 6. Any surprises there, gentlemen? Victor Hedman getting the nod there. He's 100% mm-hmm. the one defenseman I'd want to build my team around in the NHL right now. Like He can anchor your top unit power play. He moves the puck, but he can be that mean physical presence as well. Um, like He's quite literally the perfect defenseman. I guess just in the age category too, right? Because there's a couple of the guys that you would assume could do. You know, Doughty back in the day would have been the guy you want to go with. But uh, I guess, yeah, they kind of aged their way out. So it, it, it surprised me that two guys were that far ahead of everybody else, though. Like, what was it, 30, 39 and 28 or something like that? 37.88 for a headman, and John Carlson got 21.35. Yeah, so you're talking like 60% of the vote, of the vote going to those two guys. That was a little bit surprising. Hedman in first? No, that's not a big deal. But uh, I just thought those two guys getting all the votes—that's kind of surprising to me. I just—I just think it's—it's a—it's a popularity vote. It's—it's it's the high school kind of mentality, right? The guys—the guys know who's going to be popular, and and so some of them are probably just going to check the box of. But Hedman's Hedman not having a Hedman's not having a Carlson type of year. No, I agree completely. I just think right. I just think it's Hedman's is the easy. And answer, are these guys writing names down one, two, three? Are they getting like? Uh, are they getting a uh, skill? You know, is it multiple choice? That's a good question. Choice. I have no idea. Probably multiple choice. Well, I heard that the best women's team player they were given three names plus other. So maybe maybe they are given a list of a couple. They names have to they be because that. there's no way there's no way they're all that Hedman's going to get that many, um, or just those two guys are going to get that many if everyone's just writing down their own. It has yeah, to and be. maybe it and maybe that plays it. into the fact that Dreisaitl isn't on exactly, and either, right? so it has to be. Uh, it has to be that like that. Uh, real quick around the horn, if we're, we're again, we're bringing it back to the Edmonton Oilers best defenseman, Tyler Clefbaum. No Rick? explanation. Clefbaum. Ethan Dan. Bear. I would also. I'm also going to give Ethan Bear my vote. Uh, I really? just love every. Not right now, but like, yeah. I just love everything yeah. that. Ethan Bear does so. Clefbaum's the easy answer to me. Ethan Bear has done so much when nobody he great, expected him. He to had do a it. great year. He had a great year and exceeded all expectations and everything. But he's just not quite not what Claire Clefbaum is yet. I don't know if you've but watched I him think on, the Sims, on these Sims recently, but he is <laughs> by far by far our best digital defenseman right now. <laughs> uh, and I very much look forward to when Clefbaum bears the Oilers' first pairing. Mm, um, yeah, I agree with that. Looking, this one was hilarious to me because it kind of puts credence into your guys' thought that you had a list of players to choose from. Best goalie, Carey Price, hands down, 41.55% of the vote. Andre Vasilevsky got 17.09 at uh, number two. Mark Andre Fleury at three with eight nine three, and Sergey Bobrovsky at five six three. Surprises there. There's there's no way. Like I love Carey Price. He's a great goalie, but like I mean, in that, this year in that group though, in that grouping, that's why it's multiple choice. Look at the grouping. Here's what I'll say. Yeah, I think NHL players are, and I, I don't think this is a hot take by any means, but they're very big on respect, right? And for a while, mm-hmm. Carey Price was widely regarded as the best goaltender in the game. And he kind of established himself at the top of that tier in a way that, like, you know, Sidney Crosby sort of established himself at the top tier of best player yeah. in the world, right? And the way I'll bring this back to, to the Oilers is I think that there was just a lot of guys who didn't really quite know where to go with, uh, with their vote. And were just like, you know what? Carey Price has been so good for so long that he's our guy. And that's actually why I was surprised that McDavid got so much vote at the top of the best player one because players do things like, you know, oh, well, Crosby's won the Olympics. He's won Stanley Cups. So I was really stunned to see McDavid get 66% in the same vote 
that Carey Price got 44% of the best goaltender because I feel like players, it takes them a while to accept a new number one. And to see them do that with McDavid was cool. To see them do it with Price was not really that surprising. I Yeah, I think I just think that like, and I think Bagmilk, you would probably agree that Vasilevsky is the pick as the best goal. He'd be right my now. pick. Yeah, so so I, I understand what you're saying, Tyler, and, and I agree. I just think that, yeah, there's there's definitely like, there's a gap there, right? Like goaltending maybe is a little bit different. It has it has more of a respect value to it because there's the element of the team in front of them that, that also plays a factor. And so maybe people look at the halves and they say, well, that team is just dog shit in front of him and he's still a good goalie, whereas Vasilevsky has a pretty damn good team. He has the best defenseman in front of him, right? So, uh, Next question. If you need a win, who is the player you want on your team? I wasn't necess- I wasn't really surprised to see Sidney Crosby get this one, 44.03. Crosby has won everything there is to win in hockey at this point, and I wasn't really surprised to see him. 44.03% of the vote. Connor McDavid at number two with 30.53%. Nathan McKinnon way down at 411. Patrice Bergeron <laughs> at 3.33. Uh, anybody surprised? If you have, a, like, let's say it's a game seven, all the chips are on the table, money on the line, who are you picking? Are you picking Sid or are you picking Connor? Connor. Real quick, coming in from Rick. Connor. Yeah, Connor? Out of I think he options, I would pick Connor for sure. I would probably go with Ovechkin, honestly. Tyler, the reaction on that one. I like that. Why, why Ovi? I want to hear the explanation on Ovi. Like, for, for are we, we're talking about a game seven situation where you need a goal score? Well, you, uh, need to win to win. Game. you just need to win game seven. You need seven. to win the game. Yeah, I want I want game seven to be I want a goal scorer. I want a guy that can snipe a shot home for me. And I get the puck. And I'm not saying the puck. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And I'm not saying that Crosby doesn't do that, but but I just think or Connor obviously, but I I think I want a guy that can score a goal. And I guess that that would say I would say Connor in those two in that option for that reason. The the reason Connor can score a goal easier. The reason I pick Crosby is because when I think of like a big game right now, a game seven. I'm assuming it's coming down to one goal either way. Either you're going to be up by one late or down by one late. If I need that big face-off one in the offensive zone, I want Crosby on the ice over Connor. If I want a big face-off one or the right defensive coverage in the final minute, I want Sid on the ice over Connor and over Ovi. I just think his complete game would bring you so much value. And I know it's, you know, it, it might be a little old school, but I do still give him a ton of respect for the fact that he's won cups. He's won Olympic medals and, I, I think there still is some weight to kind of knowing how to win and the effect he could have even on the rest of your team, just having that kind of presence in your lineup in a winner-take-all, that kind of a captain in your lineup. So that's kind of the reason I go with Sid over McDavid, but I do think, I mean, you're splitting hairs, right? Because do you want the dynamic offensive guy who might be able to take over and get you three points? Or do you want Crosby who could very well get you three points as well, but also brings you so much more to your lineup? Yeah, I'm more on the on the side of the offense here, so I was gonna. That's why I went with Connor. I think he just creates more, and there's a lot more coming off his stick nowadays. Yet you were 100 percent right when it comes to the back half of the of the ice there in his own zone. I think you're definitely gonna want a Crosby down there, but if you can get a Connor going, he can make up for it and go, come into the last couple minutes of the of the third period. You're not. It's not a one goal game, and you're up by a couple. You get a coast to the way, coast the rest of the way. So that's where I went with uh, with Connor. Uh, I'm also going to, you know what, I'm going to go with uh, Tyler on this one too. I would pick Sid, and the only reason I'm picking Crosby over Connor <laughs> is just is, is experience. He's done it at every single level, and it's kind of like there is something to having a guy that's been everywhere, done everything, and kind of seen every scenario. So Connor will get there. He will get there. We're going to talk about uh, Connor winning a cup a little bit later, but he will get there, but right now I would pick Sid. Especially if you get some more playoff experience, you know. If yeah. you don't have well, just say, yeah, the only reason he doesn't have anything else, the rest of the cars, guys, is because he hasn't had the opportunity yet. Well, that's just it. And first of all, that's partly uh, Peter Shirelli's fault. Second Oof. of all, that's fucking coronavirus's fault. Um, <laughs> we will, we will get there with Connor. I have zero doubts about it in my mind. But on this day in 2020, I would go with Sid. Uh, sticking with Crosby, the most complete player. Yeah. Uh, he was voted. of the vote, almost took half of it. Next up would be Patrice Bergeron at 25.44. Alexander Barkov in third place at 7.50. And Ryan O'Reilly at 
um, 5.33. Any surprises there? Crosby, most complete player. I wasn't surprised with that one. No, Riley's a little high there. I don't think he really has the offense to be that high, does he? Well, I think that would be the argument between O'Reilly and Bergeron as well. So. well I think Bergeron has it. I mean, he's, he's shown it before. He's done it in the playoffs. Maybe he's not exactly what he used to be, but I think it's because he's a lot more focused on the other end of the ice and allowing the, uh, you know, the rest of his team kind of take the charge offensively, and he's kind of settled back into being that proper older two-way defense or uh, two-way uh, player now. Well, and he also doesn't have to, right? Because he's got Pasternak and Martin yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's it's an element there too. I think I think with O'Reilly it's just his uh, he kinda gets a lot of I think he gets a lot of play from the blues playoff run last year and and that clutch kind of performance as opposed to as opposed to a guy like Bergeron where he's been doing it for years and years. But yeah, I agree. I th- I think Crosby's the only guy out of those three where you're like, Yeah, he can play both ends of the ice and give you the offense that, that the other two guys maybe don't give you. Uh, one of my favorite questions on the list, uh, and I'm just going to do two at one here. Best and worst trash talker. Brad Marchand got both. <laughs> in second it. place, in second place on both questions as well was Drew Doughty. Uh, I just thought that was hilarious that some people were like, "Oh yeah, you're great at it," and then other people were just not so much. Could chuck so much stuff in the box for Doughty. It was probably the same answer though. Like saying he's good at it means you really hate him, anyways. So when you're saying good and bad, some of you're talking about the same thing with some of these things. Yeah, I'm sure Marshawn, that was actually yeah, a confusing one. Marshawn just has the ability to piss people off while also making them be like, oh, that was clever. Uh, one of my favorite questions here, I'm just skipping a bunch. One of my favorite questions is if you had the chance to watch any player, whether he is retired or a current player, who would you chose? Who would you choose? And running away with this one was Wayne Gretzky. No surprise there. But also, Connor McDavid was the only current player on the list. So we Crazy. had two Oilers on this one. And then, uh, obviously, we had Lemieux in there. And makes sense, right? But like, what do you guys think about Connor being the only current player that people would be like, fuck yeah, I will pay to watch this guy? Yeah, it's crazy. I think it's because he's still in that part of his career. Like, if we did this 10 years ago... Um, then, you know, Crosby gets that because he's, he's still in the upswing of his career. Not to say Crosby's on the downswing, but, you know, he's not getting any better. But uh, so I think the spotlight's still on Connor, and he is that much better than everybody else. That is why he is in this uh, in this category. But, uh, you know, those other guys, those other guys, it, to be in the same category as those other guys, it's, that's crazy. I'm shocked that there's not more guys like Gordie Howe or Maurice Richard, like the guys that these people hear about, but maybe you don't see as yeah. much footage of just because they – their I think careers existed at a time when footage didn't exist. Right? That's that's why I think they're not there. Yeah, I'd love to see a Gordie Howe game play, right? Like, everybody talks about the Gordie Howe hat trick when he only has two of them. And, you know, <laughs> I'd love to just see the style of play that he had night in and night out. Are there any, uh, any surprise on having Wayne and Connor there as the two players that you'd most like to watch? No, I, I think, again, I have a feeling with some of these questions, like we just talked about the trash-talking one, I feel like some players don't put too much thought into this, so they just might have saw, like, the who would you pay to watch? And they were like, oh, well, fucking obviously Connor and didn't even give much thought to it. But I do think if you were to get them into a more, not honest spot, but at a spot where you could chat with a player about it a little bit, I'm, I'm sure there would be more love to some of the older guys like Gordie Howe, Maurice Richard, to kind of see how they did it and how the game was played back then. But I'm not particularly surprised that Connor and Wayne got the most. I mean, it's they're kind of the easy outs, right? I also wasn't surprised to see Mario Lemieux on there because if yeah. you're old enough to remember Mario Lemieux, he was fucking phenomenal to watch. He was a huge man with ridiculous hands and was an absolute beast. Uh, just wrapping up this conversation, Rogers Place got some love. Best visiting dressing room, Rogers Place. <laughs> uh, and number two, we complain about the ice at Rogers quite often, but it's still got second best behind the, only the Bell Center in Montreal. So a little bit of love there for Rogers Place as well. Um, changing gears again, Wayne Gretzky said Connor McDavid will win a Stanley Cup. Uh, they did a one-on-one sit-down with each other presented by GQ Sports. <laughs> was that not the weirdest interview I've ever seen? Like, everybody loved it, and I enjoyed listening to them talk, but, like, it felt like 
the two of them did not want to make eye contact with each other, not once. Neither one of those guys are going to be the guy to lead a conversation, though. Right, exactly. So you need so somebody. You need, you a, you need, need a, a third a, guy. A, you need a Duffy in there, somebody yes. who's going to bring them along with a leash or something like that. Otherwise, it's just two guys that kind of like stare and bump into each other it for fucking tough. ten minutes. It was tough. It was like, what was the first time you met? I don't even remember. Like, <laughs> man, like I get it. Like I, I, you're you're absolutely right, Rick. When you know the two players. When you know what, how they handle the media and how they deal with things, they're not the first guy to initiate a conversation. They haven't but had to be. Everyone's been talking no. to them since they were yeah. fucking four. It's true. It's true. And then it's like, I mean, Connor's story about talking to Gretzky for the first time where he's, he's in the car and I told my buddies to turn down the radio. And then afterwards we were like, <laughs> that was Wayne Gretzky. And they were like, no way, that couldn't have been Wayne Gretzky. Like, yeah, pretty sure it was Wayne Gretzky. It's like, oh, man. This is painful to listen to, but <laughs> I can't stop listening to it because it's two of the greatest players of all time. What I want to talk about is Wayne Gretzky saying, you will win a cup. You're too good not to. Hell yeah. What do you, th- what do you think about something like that? Does that? Do you think that adds undue pressure on Connor McDavid or is it something that he kind of expects for himself anyway? I think he it's impossible himself. for Connor to feel pressure from something like that. I think he already knows that there's pressure for him to win a Stanley Cup and that he's probably going to find a way to get it done at some point in his career. So I just kind of thought it was a it was a cool exchange. It was a cool little headline at a time where we don't have very many cool headlines. Yeah, it's I mean, I think Gretzky Gretzky has been um, not, I, I won't say guilty, but he's just kind of, he's been drawn into the comparisons between him and Connor since Connor was 15 and 16 years old. And so I think Connor's, you know, well-tuned in being able to handle that kind of comparison and that kind of pressure. And obviously Wayne Gretzky has five Stanley Cup rings and, or sorry, four Stanley Cup rings. And, uh, and Connor, you know, the expectation is, is that Connor will have, you know, as, as many, if not more at some point. Um, you hope it's fucking with the Edmonton Oilers. Thanks, Peter Shirelli. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't think it adds anything to the kid. I think he knows, he knows that being the best player in the league comes with a, with a heavy crown. So, yeah. It's full expectation. You know, that's exactly what he expects anyways. But at the same time, as much as there is a lot of meeting behind what he said, it's also just cliche. Like every older guy is going to tell the next younger guy, no, you're going to win a cup. I can see it. You're good enough. That's blah, blah, blah. That's just what they, that's just the respect level. And that's just, that's just the cliche talk they, they use all the time. Sticking with Wayne Gretzky, obviously there's no hockey on right now. So a lot of the content that we've been posting at Weathers Nation is historical stuff. So I've been writing a lot about Wayne breaking records and some of the records that Wayne Gretzky has on his resume are absolutely ridiculous. Um, So I was just curious if you guys have one of his, that is a favorite for you. One that you think is just completely ridiculous. One that you think is never going to be touched or I guess just in general, what is the most impressive Wayne Gretzky record in your opinion? Mine I'll start off because I'm looking at a list here. 92 goals in a single season is absolutely fucking ridiculous nobody's going to do that again nobody's going to get close nobody's going to be in the ballpark another one that i also think is ridiculous is he was the fastest player ever to get to a thousand points he also holds second place (laughs) for that record from 1000 to 2000 he is the second fastest (laughs) player to get a thousand points as well that is completely bananas i turn this over to you favorite gretzky record or one that impresses you the most Mine is for sure 50 goals in 39 games. That's just, I mean, that's a benchmark that'll, it, I don't know. I, I, want, I don't want to say it'll never be matched, but other than other than making the nets bigger or, or making the goalies be smaller, I just, I don't, I don't think it'll ever happen again. So it's, it's 39 goals in 50 games. It was a different era. I know, but, but that's just absolutely <laughs> insane. Well, Didn't again, I've got an idea for you, Dan. Maybe we, I, I missed last week's podcast because they're doing uh, siding on my townhouse, and all you could hear is banging. So my thought for getting fifty goals in thirty-nine games is: what if we make goalies not wear masks, <laughs> like the old school? They're not getting in the face. way of things if you have to block with your face. Good. Well, you know, 
a league that's worried about CTE. I don't know if that's going to fly. But, All right, uh, so we're workshopping. We're workshopping this, but I'm <laughs> leather just cabling helmet. some ideas. Leather face mask. There you go. The number one shootout or breakaway move would be the fake slap shot because goalies would just be scared <laughs> shitless of getting a clabber to the teeth. You just put Shea Weber up as your first shooter just to come out and rattle the goalie. 100% of the time you're doing the clapper from the hash marks. 100% of the time. Yeah, uh, it goes. Back to Gretzky records. Rick or Tyler, you got one that kind of sticks out for you as being the most impressive or just the most ridiculous in general? Um, well, I, I think when he, re- when, he re- sorry, when he retired, did he not have 61 records? Which in itself was a record. Yeah, oh, yeah, no shit by a fuck ton. That one has to be it. Like it has, like he has so many records. It's absolutely ridiculous. And there's gonna like a hundred years from now, he's gonna lose what four or five maybe. Yeah, he's like he's just got, how he's got a lot. Yeah, it was sixty-one. I'm fairly certain when he retired. I don't know exactly what it is nowadays, but I'm telling you, man, it's got to be at least fifty-five. There's like, like twenty-five dude, of them that are untouchable. Or at least. At yeah. least, man, he's done some stupid, stupid things out there. Yeah, but yeah, I know. I think just in the, the whole entirety of how many he has and how many he'll have. Obviously, we don't know what the end is, but you know, in a hundred years and, and even two hundred years from now, it's it's crazy. Tyler, yeah, fifty and thirty nine is just nuts. Like players can hardly anybody gets to fifty and eighty two right now. So I can't imagine a player doing it in thirty nine and hitting the two hundred point mark as well. Like. To, to average, yeah, like to average that many points per game, it, it's just absurd. So I'm going to say those two. And 50 and 39, he scored nine goals in his final two games. He scored four <laughs> goals in game 38 and five goals in game 39. The game against Philadelphia was an absolute gong show, though. That, <laughs> yeah, that they one, just showed it. <laughs> that one was just like, it was like Philly was trying to be a part of the record book. <laughs> well, it was a different time back then. And, you know, the goalies might not have been all that great, but. The players weren't as skilled as they are nowadays either. As always, if you're listening to this, uh, chime in. We want to know your favorite Gretzky records. ON Radio Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Wrapping up this week's episode, we are going to go to Oodle Noodles, Hot and Cold Performers of the Week. We are going to stick with our own personal lives since there's nothing going on. Tyler, get your buttons ready. Yep. OodleNoodle.ca. They are available for delivery. They are also offering 15% off on all takeout orders. So you can call in or you can order at the till. You will get 15% off at all 13 locations. OodleNoodle.ca. Get contact free delivery through GetTheDishes.ca. Nation Dan, I'm going to start with you. As always, we start with our veggies. The cold performer of the week as brought to you by Oodle Noodle Nation Day. Uh, the cold performer of the week is myself. Uh, and it's the amount of times that I've stubbed my toe and legs in the last week. I don't know. It's like I, it's like I haven't lived in this house for very long. And I've forgotten where everything is placed. I've put my, I put my foot into Penn's uh, little, little cage. I, I put my foot into that like three times in the last week. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. My <laughs> legs are cut to shit. It's a, non, it's a nonsense industry in injury list that I'm on right now. So myself, a uh, cold performer of the week. If you are a sporting goods store, perhaps let's get Nation Dan some of those sucker shin pads. <laughs> uh, Rick, your cold performer of the week brought to you by Oodle Noodle. Uh, well, if I got to pick one, I think I got to go with these government websites in which you're supposed to get all your EI and fun stuff from. <laughs> I understand there's a whole lot of people going at once, but I'll tell you what, I've, I've heard a lot of horror stories. <laughs> this is this is a delicate tap dance that I love. <laughs> uh, Tyler, you're Remchak. You're a cold performer of the week brought to you by Little Little. I'm going to say uh, people who aren't tipping their drivers. We talked about this a couple minutes ago. To me, it's just like, man, if you are one, not prepared enough or too lazy to cook your own meals. And if you want the luxury of having someone bring a hot meal to your door, (laughs) fucking tip the person who is doing what you don't want to do or possibly can't do, which is go outside. Like, what's if you ordered, let's say, from Oodle Noodle and your bill is $25, you're going to tip them 5% on that? Just tip them 15. That's like an extra $1.50. And I'm sure if that driver got an extra $1.50... On every fucking route they did, they'd have a nice chunk of change for going out and exposing themselves to the coronavirus, man. Like, these guys are literally touching doors and shit, and your cheap ass won't give them an extra dollar fifty. 
Um, so when it comes neck pain, when when it comes to people not tipping their drivers, <laughs> they are just fucking <laughs> ass right now. <laughs> exactly. I you couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Tip your drivers at skipthedishes.ca. My oodle noodle cold performer of the week is going to be all of our alcohol tolerance. I was thinking about the weekend that we were supposed to have. Cold performer? Cold performer of the week is going to be our alcohol tolerance, and I'll tell you why. Because I was thinking about the weekend we were supposed to have. Tonight we were supposed to have a little get-together at the pint. We are not able to do that. Tomorrow we were supposed to go down to Calgary on the last nation bus trip of the year, close out the season with the boys. That is a big, big drinking shift right there. We, again, are not able to do that. So my point here is that there's going to be a lot of us, myself included, that come out of this quarantine period not having drank a whole lot. And I'm going to go back to the pint, hit up the dance floor, drinking like I used to could. And all of a sudden, Rick's going to be dragging me out the back door because all of a sudden I can't handle tea times like I once could. So my alcohol tolerance is the cold performer of the week. Oh. Oh, that's cold. We're getting learning. To, We're to our dessert yeah we've only been doing this bit for, for months uh the hot performer of the week i'm going to start with rick your oodle noodle hot performer of the week well i feel like i'm stealing a little bit from tyler on this one but it's going to go to the, all the drivers and the restaurants around town that are stepping up and uh, feeding us when uh, nobody wants to go to the grocery stores put some respect on my name yeah. Right. Put some respect on that name and Taylor. Uh, Taylor, <laughs> Tyler Ramchuk, your Oodle Noodle Hot Performer of the Week. My Hot Performer of the Week. Uh, I'm going to give some love to myself in specific, my immune system, who has kept me uh, nice and healthy here over the last few weeks. I'm like, I'm worried about catching the common cold right now. That's my big, like, obviously the COVID 19 fears are real, but in my head, I keep being like, if I catch, like, even the common cold, that is going to fuck me up so hard mentally. And also, like, that, I, I could single-handedly shut down my place of employment. Like, if one of us gets sick at the radio station, it more or less has to shut down. So my biggest fear right now is getting the common cold or, or something a little bit more basic and not as life-threatening as, uh, as COVID. And having to, like, be the bear of bad news that, like, calls my boss and is like, hey, yeah, we got to shut shit down now. So shout out to my, uh, my immune system, which has been cash money. <laughs> Nation Dan, your Oodle Noodle Hot Performer of the Week. Well, it's uh, it's actually it's pretty selfish, but it's for uh, it's for everybody around the network that is still performing and still having to put out content. It's the Bag Milks, it's the Zach Langs, it's the Coves, it's the Urem Chucks of the world. You guys are you guys are out there. I know that this isn't this isn't easy for anybody. We're we're sitting here every day now watching. Uh, big news organizations laying off people. We watch, you know, and, and it's tough for everyone. And I know that we've had to do some, we've had to do some changes here at the network too. Um, but I, I want to give a shout out to everybody that's out there producing the content so that the lights can fucking stay on so that we have a place to come back to uh, when this world becomes a little bit more normal again. Uh, so shout out to the, the content producers around the network still producing the content. That's uh, I probably should let you go last because what I've got to say now sounds really <laughs> stupid in comparison. <laughs> That's the way this goes. Let's hear it. This is um, going to be really good now. <laughs> my oodle noodle hot performer of the week is me and my willpower uh, for not eating as many pizzas as I did last week. Last week, I ate four pizzas. I went full Papa John last week. I ate four frozen pizzas. This week, I have not had one. I've mixed in salads. I've had well chicken wraps. I'm trying to be the picture of health. I don't want to come out of this thing gaining the COVID-19, if you know what I'm saying. So I'm going to go ahead and give myself a vote for the hot performer of the week. It's chicken. It's fried chicken. I like fried chicken. And for those of the listeners that don't know, this is actually Bag Milk's birthday, so we wanted to give a big shout out to Bag Milk. Happy okay, birthday! No, love fine with you tonight, buddy. Don't sing it, Tyler. We'll have to pay for it. <laughs> actually, I think uh, I think that's royalty free now. 
I'm pretty sure happy birthday is now royalty free. Nice. Um, nice. Thank you very much, Dan. It is my birthday. Thank you very much to my parents for having unprotected sex. It was in Banff. Uh, They told me about it. I don't know why they told me about it, but they did. So that is (laughs) where I was conceived. It was in Banff on my dad's lunch break from a work trip. Um, I also want (laughs) to, I also want to end off this podcast. Just, it was very specific and odd. And imagine my face when my mom told me the story. Uh, I didn't The RVs were way different back then. Oh, God bless Arby's. And I heard that Arby's, I still haven't seen it in my hood. I heard that Arby's is slowly rolling on to skipthedishes.ca. So I'm waiting patiently for that. Uh, that ties in another sponsor as well. But I want to talk about Nation Happy Hour. We're kicking off Nation Happy Hour today. Today is Friday at 4.30 p.m. Basically, all it is is I'm going to go live on the Nation's Instagram account. We're going to crack open a fresh Nation beer. If you've got one, you're welcome to join me. If you don't, you're welcome to join me. We're looking to have a cocktail. Just talk to some people, connect with the uh, with the community, check in on how everybody's doing, and just have a little bit of a conversation. So 4:30 p.m. today, Friday, we're gonna do these a lot. So today we'll Are be we the bringing first the one. tequila. We can bring tequila. I got tea times. Well, it is the birthday. It is my birthday. Generally, we would be having a lot of tequilas today together. Uh, Ricky, I know we missed your birthday. I had a tequila in your honor. Um, <laughs> 4:30 yeah, p.m. Mountain Nation Happy Hour. We're gonna we're gonna try and do that as a thank you to everybody for selling out Nation Beer in a matter of days, which is ridiculous. So, thank you guys to everybody for listening. If you are listening, go on iTunes everywhere, download, subscribe, rate us, let us know how we're doing, give us feedback, give us questions, give us everything to continue doing these podcasts well into the quarantine period. Gentlemen, is there anything else you have to say? I love you. I love you too, buddy. Uh, shout out, Damien. Best wish. Everybody, stay like- in, everybody stay inside. I want to go back to work. God bless. Do I want to go back to Rick's work as well? Uh, <laughs> that wraps it for episode 80 of Oilers Nation Radio. Thank you to Sherwood Ford the Giant. Thank you to SkipTheDigit.ca. And thank you to Oodle Noodle for making it all possible. And thank you to all of you for listening. Gentlemen, I look forward to seeing your faces again next Friday. Thank you for being here. Thank you for doing this. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media to stay up to date and never miss a podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.